the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here and me and me alone. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Lundy is cashed. Uh, I'm imagining he's somewhere uh, balled up in the fetal position uh, after celebrating endlessly his Oregon State Beavers knocking off Tennessee in convincing fashion. So we're going to let him sleep a little bit, but I want to do an express version of the pod to get it out there for day two of the NCAA tournament. And before I do that, uh, speaking of his Beavers, Oklahoma State right now at DraftKings Sportsbook inexplicably is at plus 145 to reach the Sweet 16 on a team future. That one's a bit of a head scratcher. So if you want to do a little spelunking, you want to do a little investigative reporting, I highly recommend the Battle of OSU's uh, really same team colors as well. You fire off a ticket on the pokes and it may pay some instant dividends at plus 145. Again, just click that team futures tab at DraftKings Sportsbook and you can see all of the odds uh, for Elite Eight, for Final Four, for National Title, and also the Sweet 16. Love me the Cowboys to get and to taste the sweetness at plus 145. All right, before we get to uh, some of the selections here on day two, the NCAA tournament again, we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and they are putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog and win $256 if they win. Hopefully you did so for Oral Roberts yesterday. It's that simple. Turning $4 into $256 is 64 to 1 odds. Every dollar you bet could turn into 64 buckaroos. Pick many of uh, one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. So here's what you got to do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the stunner. That's code FTN to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania residents only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, let's get to today's Fade 5. Number 5. All right, let's tip things off. Day 2 of the NCAA Tournament. And all these games we're going to focus on in today's episode are in the evening uh, session. So I've got a little time here for this to breathe and we'll see what the line movement is. But at tape time, I'm taking the Bruins of UCLA plus four against BYU. Now we saw some sharp money come in according to covers.com. Uh, one of the local sports books there in Las Vegas on BYU when the line was at two and a half. And that's why it's jumped to four. We'll see about the status of Johnny Juzang. Uh, but Mick Cronin uh, said, you know, a couple of nights ago, he was optimistic that Juzang would be able to play tonight. Fingers and toes crossed that will be the case because he is a key cog uh, within this Bruins offense. Uh, you look at the matchup against BYU, UCLA is going to have to really extend their defense along the perimeter. Number 240 in the country 
and three-point percentage. D uh, and BYU popping off at a 37.3% clip from outside with Barcelo and Loner. Uh, those two guys can really fill up the cup, especially Barcelo, who's uh, shooting consistently anywhere between 45 and 50% uh, from way downtown on the season. UCLA, meanwhile, yeah, they can splish splash from outside as well. Their last six games, they're shooting a blistering 42.3% along the arc and also netting 1.195 points per possession. That's number 10 in the country among all teams over that six-game duration. BYU is often one and done and their execution. So in a game of finesse, because BYU doesn't have, yeah, they have Matt Harms, the Purdue transfer, but he's not a banger, you know, like uh, a traditional Big Ten uh, product would be. Uh, he is a guy that is a, certainly a long drink. I would rather, you know, put it on the deck, kiss it off the glass instead of really backing down on the competition. Got a little bit of a face-up game as well. So I think UCLA and BYU, this thing is going to be up and down. I think it's going to be nip and tuck. It's going to come down to the three-point shooting of Barcelo and Loner versus Jame Jaquez, who was brilliant uh, in that opener against Michigan State against Bernard, or with Bernard, I should say, Hawkeyes and Bernard together on the same team. And for that reason, I think Eucla, Bill Walt degrees, plus four is the way to go. Number four. All right, moving on. And one of the most fascinating matchups, I think, this entire first round, Abilene Christian uh, fighting Wildcats out there in Central or West Texas, taking on uh, their intrastate kind of rival and the University of Texas Longhorns representatives of Austin. I'm going to go with ABCU plus the eight and a half. If you have not watched the Wildcats play, uh, you're in for quite the treat. Uh, They play a relentless, pesky, feisty, full court defense, uh, and they can get away with that press, even against formidable competition, because they have a seven footer in Colton Cole who stands with the basket and is waiting to swat shots or at least disrupt them in some form or fashion. You know, Texas has the guards uh, and Matt Coleman and Courtney Ramey. uh, Andrew Jones can obviously uh, handle the pill in his own right to break that press fairly consistently. uh, But I think when they get to the other end of the floor, they're going to have to slow things down. And if they make a mistake, which Abilene Christian has forced an opponent miscue, uh, just over 25% of their possessions. This game is going to be tighter than people believe. You know, maybe it's going to be an upset special, you know, today here in day two of the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, Colton Cole uh, is not only a great rim protector, but, you know, he's a guy that can score in the pivot as well against Sims, against Kai, um, you know, Jones, against also Gabe Brown, as Texas has three long drinks there. Uh, inside the post, but the Texas triples, they can rain down Uh, 42.2% of their shots came from downtown in big 12 play. Uh, The Longhorns also, you know, are going to have to hit their freebies if they want to try to get the cover here. Uh, They have only netted 69.7% at the free throw line because ACU, given this aggressive style that they implement can draw a ton of whistles. I think in the end, there's going to be a few mistakes, a few sprint outs for ABCU. They can shoot the three effectively as well. One of the better uh, teams in terms of three-point efficiency in this tournament field. I think eight and a half points is too much. So, give me the Wildcats and the points. 
number three. All right, let's move on to a game where I think everybody is on the dog and willing to feed that dog a giant box of milk bones. I'm talking about the Ohio Bobcats going up against the Virginia Cavaliers. And I'm going to side with the fighting Gary Trent's the O.H. I oh, hopefully they will not have a misstep, much like their fellow Buckeye State representatives in Ohio State yesterday who uh, swallowed a stick of dynamite against Oral Roberts there in overtime. But uh, I think the Bobcats have a really good shot of not only covering this game at plus seven, uh, but also taking it straight up. You know, of course, Virginia dealing with all the COVID issues. They were late arrival to the bubble. Uh, They've only got one practice in, so a bit discombobulated, maybe a bit disoriented. And as a result, I think this Ohio team, which has been a well-oiled machine offensively, is going to take advantage. Last six games, the Bobcats sending 1.163 points per possession. It's number 18 in the country. They're shooting 40.6% from along the arc and 54.1% inside of it. You know, this Virginia pack line D has come a bit unpacked uh, here over the last five games, barely a top 100 unit nationally and adjusted offensive efficiency. Not only that, too, but Virginia's going to slow this thing down. They're going to keep it in a calculated, methodical pace. Uh, That's how they like it. They're belly draggers or basset hounds. Uh, So those limited possessions, when you have a fairly wide spread here, means odds are good that the underdog will indeed cover if they play you know, at least a respectable level of basketball. Plus, you got a true pro guard and Jason Preston on Ohio shooting 40.3% from three and teammates Vonderplas at 37.1% along the arc and Roderick at 40.7% can also stroke it. Throw in the fact that the Cavs had dropped six of their last seven ATS and I'm rolling with Ohio. Everybody, it seems like, again, spread tickets, handle pros and Joes riding the Bobcats, and for good reason. That's why I'm on them, plus seven. Number two. All right, let's move on to the number one seed out west, and we get our first look at the Gonzaga Bulldogs, the number one of number ones in this NCAA tournament, and the Zags uh, should not shock anybody. They're laying 33. Yeah, triples against Norfolk State, and, you know, for good reason. This is the best offense in the country. Uh, you have three legitimate pros, two uh, that one for sure is going to be a lottery pick in Jalen Suggs. Corey Kispert has an outside of sh- uh, outside shot of being a lottery pick in the NBA draft. Uh, at a minimum, probably going to be a top 20 pick, and you got Drew Timmy, who's going to get a cup of coffee in the NBA. Excellent there on the pivot. Uh, plus, you've got Nimhard, who's played in some high-stakes games, going back to his days at Florida. Uh, you've got Ayayi, who is a consummate glue guy, uh, really you know, brings this team together. Uh, Cook off the bench to transfer from Southern Illinois. Uh, they got depth. Uh, they got talent. They got scope. And they got skills. Uh, because the Gonzaga Bulldogs, number one in the country, and adjusted offensive efficiency. They blaze the nets from outside, and they're a fantastic defensive team. They love to play at a breakneck pace. Now, similar teams that they have played this season to Norfolk State in terms of the Ken Palm ratings, uh, you know, Norfolk there at 210. San Diego is one of those teams, and Gonzaga absolutely eviscerated uh, the poor Toreros, blew them out twice, and they weren't even remotely close. Uh, you always worry about, you know, Mark Few emptying the bench, but a lot of those guys have gotten a ton of minutes this season because of lopsided affairs in the West Coast Conference. It'll be a little bit of a sweat session there in the end, and only a game a gambler could love. Uh, but I'm going to lay the chalk 
Give me the Zags. Yes, minus the 33 against those foam-sorted Spartans of Norfolk State. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least in this uh, express edition of the Faith of Always podcast, uh, let's talk VCU and Oregon. And I love the Ducks. I love them. I'm going to lay uh, the points here on the five and a half uh, against the Rammies. And the reason is this. This is a game. Uh, of turnovers uh, both teams force a ton of turnovers but what's really you know interesting and maybe an oxymoron in some ways that uh, you know VCU also turns the ball over a ton offensively uh, in fact 21.2 percent of the time in Atlantic 10 play now they force a turnover on 20.5 percent of their possessions they really thrive and feast off those printouts uh, those high percentage layups and dunks on the other end, but so does Oregon because they have another pressuring style similar to VCU's Havoc, which, of course, Shaka Smart implemented back in the day. But they have great ball handlers through the Ducks and Chris Duarte in particular uh, who can break this press with ease. And if they do that, they're going to get nothing but layups and dunks on the other end. The Ducks are forcing a turnover in Pac-12 play 23.5% of the time. Uh, the Ducks also really flap their wings from outside. Number 19 on the year in three-point percentage uh, and also in three-point percentage D. Uh, they can really stretch and get that done in that capacity. The Ducks seal off the defensive glass adequately, which they'll have to do in this game because VCU generates a second chance opportunity just over 30% of its possessions. And they continue to you know, pop off offensively. Oregon, their last 10 games, number 16 in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency, shooting 41.6% from way downtown, just scintillating in that category. The Ducks, too have covered in five of their last six games. Love me, the Ducks. Last game to tip tonight. Uh, hopefully, we'll not have a similar outcome as last night's late night tip and uh, the Winthrop Eagles who failed to cover against the Villanova Wildcats. But I think this Oregon team, more talented. They got the, uh, the ball handlers to break VCU's press. Uh, they got jumping jacks uh, who are going to be able to disrupt and defend shots and also score at will inside. Uh, just an accumulation of awesomeness, and I think it's going to be unleashed tonight by Dana Altman's club. Uh, give me the dancing and animated highlighters, minus five and a half. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Uh, please drop us a rating and a review at your convenience, and follow me on Twitter, at Noisy Wavos. Follow Lundy, at Nate Lundy and check out ftmbets.com right now. Go to ftmbets.com slash pricing to check out our March Madness packages. If you haven't already got in there already, uh, some sharps that we have on our staff, uh, better than me. I can tell you that right now after I was uh, 10, 10 and 10 the first two days ATS, uh, which is just lousy. But hopefully today we're going to run hot. But go to ftmbets.com slash pricing and take advantage of our packages today and until next time as always feed or follow that is up to you feed the noise